0: Ladies and gentlemen gentlemen, gentlemen. gentlemen, you are now, 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 now listening to, 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 to the P13 podcast. Cast, cast, cast.
1: Okay. Welcome back to the P13 podcast. We are back again with a another informational episode. It when you are listening to this, this it's Tuesday when you were getting this we are uh back in the gym happy new years happy 2022 2022
0: where are the flying cars
1: uh great question let's ask elon musk you have him on You have him on speed dial right i do perfect
0: he's one of my uh top fives is that Ooh. what is that what t-mobile calls it i T-Mobile really top fives oh that's no, They give you I'm, like uh i don't even know if they do that anymore i guess uh, that's a great. I'm a question. Verizon subscriber, anyways.
1: Fair enough. Uh, it's me too. Yeah. And we know how that goes.
0: We do, do we? Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyways, the other voice that you just heard there is a uh, informational Yoda. <laughs> I told you I was gonna. He get said in he there. was gonna
0: use it. I, I told, I told him I'm more of a Han Solo.
1: Oh yeah, informational Han Solo. But I had to put it in there because
0: because Star Wars references are great. Yeah. You know.
1: The Han Solo. Love you him. may have heard, you may hear the reasoning how we get there. Uh but we'll see.
0: Save that for the end.
1: We'll save that for the end. Anyways, how are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Excited for a new year. Um you know, I think we are doing a lot of things in the gym that are exciting me. You know, we've been Cal and I have been taking some initiative to get some bigger projects done, mm-hmm. and so we've been setting ourselves up for that. And it's been very positive. I think I know I feel a lot better about tackling some of these bigger projects after we've sat down recently. So agreed. Excited to execute on those and excited to get uh, and see see what see what comes of them. Absolutely.
1: Um, Don't give out too much.
0: Not I'm not just teasers. Also just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, driving in here today was thinking about this a little bit, just super grateful to be able to do this podcast. You know, uh, I was listening to a podcast coming in to podcast <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. It wasn't, it wasn't our podcast. It was by Podception. Uh, is that a podcast?
1: No. I oh don't. no. I, it's, like, I yeah, see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs>
0: podcast within a podcast. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Very creative. That's why he's our our resident creative director. (laughs) Um, yeah. So just like grateful that this is part of what we get to do. And I think I think about that a lot with, with what we do and getting to work with people in the way that we do. Um, you know, just super grateful that that is what, how we, how we make our living. You know, it's cool. Not a lot of people can say that like their passion is what they do for work. Yeah. So, just was reflecting on that you know and wanted to share it want to share it with you want to share it with the listeners and um you know then was also just looking over some statistics St- that's a hard word to say statistics
1: statistics
0: there we go sounded it out for me in canadian too in canadian. um and you know we reached 1500 people in 2021
1: is someone cutting onions in here somebody
0: That reference went over my head.
1: Oh, I was just going to say it brings a slight tear to my eye of joy.
0: (laughs) I was like, does it smell bad? (laughs) Oh, man, I'm an idiot. That's okay. I'll get the next one. That's a
1: bad oop. That's a bad alley. No, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Uh, uh, I mean, my eyes do water every time I cut onions. Oddly (laughs) enough, my wife's don't. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's a... Shout out Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's half Mexican. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Maybe. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm European. That's,
1: that's always so. a, like, I have to take a few minutes or a few moments, I should say, after I cut some onions. They get to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, they do. Me too. Like. Gets to the point where my eyes water and then I can't see what I'm chopping. That's the scary dangerous. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I did, um, cut my finger off a little bit. See that there?
1: When was that?
0: Was that was that? last week.
1: Oh, I did not even notice. Yeah ouch yeah that happens oh man
0: i mean good segue into our episode today on (laughs) functional fitness you know i was oh you spoiled the topic that was a sorry we'll cut it (laughs) that's okay segue into the topic which is
1: what we're going to be talking about today
0: (laughs) which michael is going to tell you right now
1: always with always with an intro but yes Today's topic is interesting. Uh, fitness provides a a lot of functionality in one's daily life. What is fitness? You say. Well, we have a podcast on that tomic, uh, topic. 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 It's, it's sounding out words today is just a little.
0: Usually bit. it's me. Usually it's me doing that.
1: Fair. You know. Yeah, it's fair. Usually I, I screw up and I have to take another take.
0: This is true. This is true. So which is what's happening now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyways, I'll probably keep that. You'll probably get the the unedited version of raw this, raw version of this one. That's how we do it? But again, yes, we do have uh, a podcast on what is fitness. Listen back to that. Um, the only thing I'll say about what is fitness is it's individualistic in nature. Sure, there are commonalities amongst how you get there, uh, but each has their own traits. Tra- traits. Oh man, again. Within fitness, though... Tongue twisted. <laughs> within fitness, you often hear a specific idea or exercises that are there to help you with the functionality of your fitness. Uh, it can get a little redundant, but stick with me here. Terms like functional movement or functional fitness are thrown around. So that is the topic today, functional fitness. What is functional fitness?
0: Well, so... Uh, First thing I want to say is this is the second day in a row in which we're wearing the same color pants.
1: Oh, wow, it is.
0: I just noticed that now. (laughs) We've Um, been
1: kind of wearing the same colored stuff for the past couple weeks, though. Yeah,
0: it's weird. It's like we're um, symbiotic, linked in that that one movie um, with kaijus Uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, yes. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so what is functional fitness? So you know, a lot of times when we talk about things in here, we like to break break things down into um kind of their original definitions. Orig- OGs. OGs. OGDs. Back to the OGs. Um, and so when we think about what is functional, you know, the definition of that is something that's designed to be practical and useful rather than attractive. Mm. I would say that I am a very functional consumer because i i talk about this with ashley all the time my wife i care about buying things that are going to provide me some form of utility fair and use fair. and i care less about like having a decorative towel right i
1: would be on the opposite side of this
0: interesting <laughs> even with towels I know you I know how you are with clothes and shoes clothes
1: but. clothes and shoes more so towels. I think I'm more functional than attractive.
0: okay, what about home decor?
1: I try to find the blend of both got it, okay, but so that's hard okay,
0: yeah, sometimes. I could see that like yeah, so good example Anyways. is like if I'm gonna get a chair, I would rather have one that is going to make me feel good when I use it as opposed to have it look good you know mm. like those mod chairs that are like like you know in, in certain place i don't know where like those
1: $5000 chairs that are
0: maybe are they shaped like a bowl yes yeah okay something like that i'm mean, i'm never going to buy that yeah It looks terrible so <laughs> i mean looks terrible in terms of usage how how it just it looks uncomfortable to sit in yeah exactly so uh, like
1: in Will Smith and Men in Black 1
0: yes exactly nobody's going to sit in those chairs they look yes. cool but you know you can't sit there long enough to take tests, no. right? That first part of of functional fitness, yeah. it, the word "functional" is is the descriptor there. You think about that as it's applied to training and fitness. Kind of the history of functional fitness, it really came along with the rise of CrossFit. So CrossFit was definitely the thing that led to the bud, buzzword of of functional fitness being being essentially Mm -hmm. created right Mm -hmm. because the idea with CrossFit was you know the the training that you would do would prepare you to as the name CrossFit implies be able to accomplish like a wide range of fitness tasks so you know be able to Olympic lift or do like max clean and jerks in a certain amount of time after you did a mile run or some crazy you know something like that Um, so the idea was like, that's very functional because if you're ever in the outside world, who knows when you need to go for a run and do clean and jerks, right. I mean, (laughs) with like an elk. Um, and, but like, ultimately the idea was like, it, it means that you are strong, but you also have endurance. You're also fast. You also move well. So it's very functional because it's, it's useful. The other piece of that too, is like, I think, a lot of CrossFit athletes, while they are yoked and stuff, the goal was never to like look a certain way. Yeah. I mean, all CrossFitters kind of do look a certain way. Like just, that's just what happens when you train CrossFit, but it it just never mattered. You know what I mean? And even like looking at like, probably arguably the best CrossFitter of all time, Matt Frazier, dude is like yoked, but he doesn't look like a fitness model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the guy has maybe 12% body fat. I, I don't know, which is, which like most fitness models are like six. Yeah. Right. On so, the male side like six. Yeah. So sure. You know, he's carrying a little bit more body fat, but it's good for his sport. Absolutely. Like he needs it for his sport. Um but yeah, so best CrossFitter of all time, it looks really good, no doubt, but mm-hmm. like that was never his goal. He didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wanted to
1: just gain
0: just perform. Yeah, perform. Perform and, and win. So CrossFit being the thing that really brought functional... Fitness to the forefront of, of the fitness industry. And then like, you know, if someone, if someone says like, what is functional, what's not functional, the average person would probably say using the difference between using free weights and using machines, Mm. which will maybe dive more into Are machines functional. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But the average person again would say, well, machines aren't functional because, and I guess you could argue that they're not because like when are you going to, in the outside world, find a a physical task in which you have the ability to adjust the one, the weight to exactly what you want, the height the height of the seat, the way that you're gripping it. You know, some of those machines have like 12 different grips that you can do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, so eight different attachments. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so a lot of people would say machines aren't functional because you're, you know, yeah, it's like so calibrated that that it's not going to apply to anything you do outside and so that's the idea that the that free weights would provide more realistic and applicable stimulus that's closer to something that you would experience in the real world Mm -hmm. simply because they're suspended in
1: like gravity i
0: mean they're suspended in space by i guess nothing yeah did i say i mean maybe that's (laughs) right like there's nothing. There's nothing suspending them. They're just. They're just existing in space <laughs> and relative to gravity. Yeah. So the force that you're lifting with a free weight is, is determined by the mass of the object times. It's the true weight of gravity. the object. It's that the you're true pulling. weight of the object. Yeah. What I would also say with that too. That's kind of funny. Is people that are super functional fitness and only use like barbells item. and dumbbells yeah. and stuff like that, and even kettlebells, arguably those are also to a lesser degree calibrated very specifically and we've talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. before right like a barbell for example you have the weight distributed evenly to a very very high level of precision and especially like you can get from rogue they have those like the the plates that are more expensive they're like they're like just i don't know what the phrasing is but they're like extremely calibrated Like, oh i think like, they're like the olympic ones or something like that it's
1: when it says 45 it's like actually it's
0: like actually 45 the whereas they yeah whereas they sell weights that like there may be a few gram difference, difference you yeah. know so again it can be taken really far and like competition weights will be extremely extremely calibrated for olympic lifting and for powerlifting. um but for the most part like any any form of free weight unless the manufacturer like really fucked it up is going to be, is going to be like uh, very calibrated. So the yeah. weight is always balanced on the bar. Additionally, some things that people may not think about, like if you're training in a gym, the floor is perfectly balanced unless you're training in our gym and you're by the window and we all know it's slanted. It's safe. Don't worry. It's just an old San Francisco building, but it's fine. But the floor is perfectly balanced. Right. And there's no outside elements either. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can take it as far as you want. Right. And, but the, the basic idea is that whether you're using machines or free weights, free weights still are calibrated. So like you and I, to, to then go into the idea of how do you make it more functional? I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to this person. If people are really interested in what functional fitness looks like, DJ Mirakami. Yes. Check out strong camps on Instagram, but he takes it to a level of like, what I would say is very functional. If you're trying to be just a strong human being and be able to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Right. So he goes out and lifts like fences and, and shit that he finds in the stuff. desert, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so jaw training, jaw training. Like, right. Yeah. So like he works on his on his bite strength. But yeah, the, the idea being that, and Cal and I have explored some of that. We've played around with sandbags. So like, if people want to talk about like, what is really functional, functional, what's a way I can get my training more functional, like fill up a bag with a shit ton of sand and carry, carry it somewhere and just pick it up. You know what I mean? I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be, um, if you want to, talk about what functional is that's going to be functional
1: yeah you're going to carry say you're in a dire situation you may have to carry somebody a buddy a buddy yeah
0: say a say a friend is hammered
1: yeah you may have to carry somebody out
0: yeah you know
1: or there's someone trying to get into your house you're going to beat them up and you're going to carry them out
0: this is true you're going to zip time first though make sure they don't squirm out of that that's right but yeah that's kind of a lot of the conversations around functional fitness um kind of go or include uh, dialogue that's similar to that, where it's like, yeah, like machines are not functional. And then you can even get into certain types of exercises, which we'll maybe talk about a little bit later.
1: And I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into it later. The uh, topic of machines are always, is always an interesting thing to hear always when you're in fitness world because yeah. of the different, I guess perspectives. opinions, perspectives yeah. on it.
0: Everybody has a different take.
1: Everyone has a different take, which is good. Uh, so we, we're talking about that functionality. Um, training functionality for what is is a question that will come in. It's like, why would I want to train to be functional, or what is that?
0: Yeah, similar to when we discussed what is fitness. You know, a lot of th- a lot of the times in fitness, the answer to questions well, one is usually more questions and is also, it depends. And FRC does a lot of, I feel like I've heard this discussion a lot from FRC when functional fitness gets brought up. The first question back is always functional for what, Mm -hmm. right? So um, that again, like I said, is similar to what we talked about in what is fitness in that what's functional for one person may not necessarily be functional for another person. An example is it probably isn't very functional for a ballet artist uh, to work on their max deadlift, right? Why not? It won't... Why not? That's a good question. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. It won't necessarily make their practice, sport, art worse. But the question is really, like, how is it going to make it better? Yeah,
1: that is a very... Yeah, that's the... That's a very good question to ask.
0: And so, at that point, I would say, to be honest, I think that introducing that into your training regimen only introduces more risk than upside. Mm. And so, as a practitioner that's maybe coaching or training that athlete, I mean, at least that's the way I would think about it. Like, why do you want to max deadlift if you're trying to do plies better? I don't know. It just doesn't. Similarly, it's very yeah. Why? it probably isn't very functional for an offensive lineman to work on bringing their leg behind their head. Yeah. Also, if there's an offensive lineman out there that can do that in the pros, I mean, in the pros, I'm not talking about like a high school football player (laughs) in the pros, I'd be interested to see it, but
1: I am interested to see that. Yeah.
0: Think about what they do, you know, like what, why is there ever a need to, to do that in their sport?
1: I can't, yeah, I can't think of one unless they're just, they're trying to be flexible for...
0: Just staying healthy. Pre, yeah, yeah, just to stay healthy. But and that's kind of a separate conversation, I would say, you know, because, and especially with the high-level athletes, like, they're just in it to make money. I mean, well, and also because they like it. I'm not speaking for athletes here, but um, that's their primary goal, right? Yeah. They're trying to get, they're trying to play their best so they can, and you know...
1: What better way to do that than to train specifically for that sport?
0: Exactly, yeah. So for them, like, I mean, maybe a max deadlift could be beneficial for them, but maybe it maybe it wouldn't be. I mean, it's not necessarily a forward locomotive movement, but that's kind of a separate topic. But
1: you can also think of, like, a max bench press. Like, that's probably Yeah, for an offensive more... lineman
0: like that, because they do have to do a lot of pressing at that same relative angle to keep defenders away so yeah exactly something like a bench press would probably be more functional for them
1: Mm -hmm. so to bring things around here what you're saying is functional fitness doesn't always just have to be some of the little things that you see in terms of joint mobilization
0: so do you mean like trying to increase the range of motion of a joint like is that functional yes yeah i mean it again it can be and i think that i guess is like the biggest takeaway from this conversation is that i believe that pretty much anything can be functional mm. right so for someone working on general f- uh physical preparedness or just like general health and well-being the breadth of what is functional for them is pretty large i would say yeah and i guess that that's like one way to think about it is the higher up you are in a sport or the more advanced you get in a sport it's possible that the more narrow your
1: functional work becomes
0: because yeah kind of yeah
1: because now you're trying to now
0: you're trying to get really good at that one thing yeah
1: give yourself the best advantage that you can yeah so
0: that's where it's like again a, a ballet artist they're probably not they're not gonna have any need to do deadlift i mean some resistance training but it, again it's going to be like specific resistance training like
1: right? s- maybe a resistance jump because if you have to yeah get hype, right or a resistance jump
0: or like plyometrics, plyometrics or some loaded um like end range work maybe um or but,
1: even for someone who has to hold them like a holding like a, a lift and hold yeah of a Specifically, yeah weight. so
0: like muscle capacity muscle mm. endurance right but like for them to work on yeah like so it's almost not even an exercise selection thing in that example but it's like for them to work on absolute max strength mm. when are they ever really going to use that in in a performance it's like probably not very much because the performance i mean there's times that they bound and jump but even that is like not the same as like a One rep max. Yeah, the average person, what is functional for them is is pretty wide, and that's where it comes down somewhat to individual preferences and differences in lifestyle, and also goals for that individual to then determine what is functional for them. Yeah, like a good argument that a lot of people will make. Well not a good argument, but an argument that people will make often is a bicep curl is not functional. Like doing bicep curls with dumbbells is not functional because you're only working on your biceps to make them look good, which maybe you are.
1: There's a function in that.
0: Yeah. There, it, there is a function in aesthetics. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. A, that's maybe uh that's maybe a whole, well, not necessarily a separate conversation, but it's an interesting point in which it kind of flips the definition ah. on itself, right? Yeah, Because like part of the functional fitness definition is to not be about vanity, but you're right. That there is a little bit of function to aesthetics in We're terms breaking of, new walls in terms of biological like evolution, but that's maybe a deeper
1: a conversation set for hole. another day. Yeah.
0: That's maybe a deeper rabbit hole, but bicep curl, A lot of people say it's not functional. However, like when you pick up a bag and throw it over your shoulder, guess what's doing the majority of the work? Your biceps. Probably your bicep.
1: At least in the first half to pick it up like off the ground.
0: Yeah, this just came to my mind. If you've ever held a kid or are a parent.
1: Ah.
0: My biceps get a lot of work in the airport. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Tell you that. Like standing in security with the child. It's like a, you know a seven minute isometric <laughs> bicep contraction uh, that's while, true. The, while the that child is... is kicking around and, and shit like that. I mean, again, for the right person, any exercise is functional. Yeah. Even take someone that just like sits a lot all day. What could be functional for them is, I mean, getting better at your sitting position, right? Like flow, flowability is big on that.
1: It's something you've been exploring. Exploring yeah. a little
0: bit of that. They're really big on like, there's not necessarily something inherently bad with chairs. Um, although I I think, and they would agree too, it's good to to move as much as you can. Yeah. And also to have different resting positions. But inevitably, I think the average person is going to sit a lot. So is it functional to get better at sitting in a position that doesn't cause you pain? Right. You know, that's one thing to think about. So, thinking about what your daily life entails can then determine what is functional for you again, if you have kids like that's gonna be that might determine that you need to be flexible and you need to be able to move mm-hmm. into awkward positions sometimes. you may need like to be able- kid is falling off the couch <laughs> oh, no. You know? It happens all the time.
1: You may need to be able to run after them because they're just yeah. learning to walk and they're exploring their environment.
0: Yeah, learning to walk is interesting because um, they just walk in whatever direction they want.
1: Walk into doors.
0: Walk into doors. Uh, walk off of things. Yeah. That seems very scary. Yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Um, if you just want to feel good, there's probably sen- certain exercises that simply due to the to the chance of injury maybe aren't functional for you. Mm. So that's the other way to think about this too. If you are someone that gets pain when you deadlift,
1: what is that doing for you?
0: Is that movement functional for you? And that's also not to say that like you should not
1: continue deadlifting, but
0: yeah, like I mean, there's an element of trying to figure it out, right? Why are you getting pain when you deadlift? But at the same time, there's probably other variations of hinging that you could do that may be more functional for you. Mm. If deadlift, if like if barbell deadlifting specifically for you gives you pain, there's probably other hinge variations that are going to be better for you and more functional for you. Because the other way to look at that is if barbell deadlifting gives you pain, and again, even if you've worked on it for years and years and years, and like you still get pain when you do it, I mean, that, in my opinion, is making you less functional. Mm. Because if you're in pain and injured, your function is down. There's no no other way you can spin that. right?
1: That's very true. And it's just you're circling back to make it's like you're... (laughs) The idea of life also is to, like, learn from your mistakes. And if not, yeah. that's kind of just refeeding into the fact that, oh, maybe not a mistake, but you're refeeding yourself bad habits.
0: Yeah, you mean if you keep barbell deadlifting? Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, and that's a whole nother. we've been talking about that a little bit, conversation about, like, the nervous system and what are you teaching the nervous system when you do that. But, yeah, we won't get into that today. But a lot of people will talk about exercises or movements in terms of how functional they are. And like the yep. deadlift is one of those examples. But the one that really popped to my mind that you hear a lot about is like snatches in CrossFit, at least. Oh, I hear about a lot of times when people come into the gym and they've been to CrossFit. And and I guess if it's a person that didn't necessarily like their CrossFit experience. Yeah. A lot of times, one of the big things that people say that they didn't like was the way that they were being taught to snatch.
1: Barbell snatch.
0: Yeah. Or not necessarily the way, but the fact that they were kind of being forced to learn how to snatch. Because a lot of people will then say like, why do I need to do that? Right. So people talk about snatches, how it's like the most functional movement. But again, back to my point about like, if you get pain when doing a certain movement, what's the point? Well, what's the point? And you explain to me how you're not losing function right?
1: I don't have anything to to rebuttal on.
0: Yeah. We mentioned the nervous system, but brief little tidbit on that. Um, if a person is doing a movement really bad, really poorly with poor mechanics, and again, there's, there's debate about, is there such things, such thing as optimal mechanics and we talked a little bit about that with Chandler. Like, we don't want to be movement optimists, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying we should do. But but you can see it. Like, you can see someone, if someone does a snatch, and you have any eye for movement, you can see someone that's not good at it do it. And, like, you get this feeling of, like, ugh. I don't know about that.
1: You can kind of see it's not flowing together, like how one should, how one looks like who's proficient at it.
0: Yes. That's one way to put it. And also it's just like, there are definitely people that will try snatches and it's not just a few things are off. Like everything is off. And then you're like, well, how is that good for that person? Yeah. How? Explain to me how. And so then what that's doing though, when, if people then just try to continue on that, that route and, and force it and force it and force it talking about the nervous system, the nervous system is a constantly adapting, uh, almost entity of itself. Mm -hmm. So whatever you feed it is whatever it's gonna like get better at. It's
1: going to learn it as so, it's like default.
0: Yeah. As it's default. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. So if you're continuing to have the ankle and the knee cave in every single time you snatch and you know,
1: maybe that transfers to your squat. Yeah.
0: And transfers then, but then your, also like maybe that then leads to like your pelvis shifting to once like dipping to one side, like, and I'm not talking about like a little shift I'm talking about like significantly. And like, you just do that over and over and over and over again you're then just setting your body's default as this like terrible poor like movement system. <laughs> so, and maybe this ventured into almost a separate topic than functional That's fitness, okay, but like
1: but it all adds together because how else are you going to develop a function if you're all messed up?
0: Well, and I guess the other thing too that I think is important is you know, while we don't want to be movement optimists, I do believe that the the body and its anatomical configuration is such a way that the body would prefer to use certain tissues, ligaments, tendons, etc. in certain patterns more than others. So regardless of how the movement looks, what is being used? And if what is being used is really something that should be a secondary for example, if you're trying to do a hip hinge and instead you're doing a TL hinge, okay. thoracic lumbar hinge, is that what we want? Again, it's not like trying to be a movement optimist, but it's more the fact that people are wanting to do a hip hinge and without even knowing it, they're doing a TL hinge. Yeah. So they don't even have the ability to access their hips in the way that they should. Got it. That That's like, I think the bigger, Thing that i'm trying to say it'd be different if you could access your hips and then you do something like a jefferson curl intentionally yeah right you know what i mean like that's different
1: that's di- yeah That is, but it's it's difference. different
0: when i tell someone hinge to pick up that bar and they do what they think is a hinge and it's not it's a round in the back you know so yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then to bring this into how would that how do how does one go from that situation where maybe they can't hinge and they're curving their back into finding functionality in their training so that they can get to that hinge in their hip
0: do you want me to talk about that example specifically or? Well, it doesn't just have to general. be just general. Just generally. Yeah, okay. generally. So, it takes us
1: into the to the, yeah. the question how, do I, how become do I get more functional? For myself. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I think the first thing is to start simple. I think that most people do not have a mastery of the basics, mm. for lack of a better way to describe it. And I mean the basics of movement. A lot of people without. Weight or other implements just cannot move well, yeah, and that's m- in multiple patterns walking um sit, sitting, standing, standing, their resting pot- their resting positions, they can't sit on the floor comfortably. There's just all these things that we can kind of use as measures as to how someone moves as a human that I think people are just completely bypassing. And instead they're trying to get into this like real sexy stuff like the big barbell training and you know and all that and these crazy hip movements. So they're they're trying to skip levels, I think. I could see that. So start simple, develop some basic flexibility, develop some basic stability. An example of this that I see in the gym all the time is when we do our lunge to single leg deadlift in our lower body warm-ups most people cannot stand on one leg and that's even before the they start the hinge then when the hinge is started almost nobody can do that without falling over or almost falling over right and so like that's hard and then you want to go like try to squat 250 I, i don't know it seems like there's a bit of a
1: Disconnect on Disconnect, there.
0: yeah. And it doesn't mean you can't continue to pursue those things, but understand that you are missing some basics and try to simultaneously work on some of those, right? It's so, like being
1: that conscious consumer, but it's, a, it's being like a conscious fitness work goer.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And be aware about what your body is telling you. Your body is constantly providing you feedback. So if you do your squats or your deadlifts or whatever and you like, don't feel your glutes, that's a sign, even if you don't have pain. If you have pain, then for sure, try to listen to that. You should not have pain when you do a lot of movements. And so if you're getting that, try to listen to it and be like, what what is that? Film yourself or something, or if you're at the gym, ask me or Cal, like to look at it. We can film you too, because it is helpful even to just watch yourself do something and you're like, oh shit, I didn't really know I was doing that. There's an awareness level to all of this that I think, again, similar to the basics, people have just not necessarily bypassed, but they've lost awareness of what they feel, how they move, what they think they're moving with, you know, all that stuff. Um, Then in terms of like, if someone is just getting started, it's important to, to tackle things in Sort of order of operations. So if someone is completely untrained and maybe they're uh, a little overweight or something, that is a very good first step. What's not very functional is carrying a lot of excess weight, right? Before diving into trying to be able to lift a bunch or be fast or be agile or be able to do like single leg stuff, whatever, like. If you have fifty to one hundred pounds to lose, and this is something Luke, Lucas Aaron talked about too, like in terms of, I think his flexibility journey, like yeah, he's he was talking, he about... he was like I I had to like lose weight first because it was just
1: really uncomfortable or yeah, hard to get into. He was just, he was just carrying a lot of excess weight, yeah.
0: and so I think that's the first thing, like just, and you can do that in a lot of different ways, uh, and
1: you can do that simultaneously to your training too. exactly yeah
0: exactly but then also like too i guess your training should should mostly at that point it shouldn't be too specific i think Ah. is the ultimate point i'm trying to get across
1: that makes sense so like if i'm just getting started from baseline
0: like you don't necessarily need to try to get your cossack squat like ass to grass yeah it's kind of a waste of time at that point got it you know like the first thing you need, need to do is Just move a lot and and get some of that weight off, right? Learn the basics. And learn the basics, yeah. No need to go crazy dieting, like or anything like that, but just move more and your body is just gonna lose weight. Mm -hmm. Another note to that is body size and composition is very individual and genetic. I know a lot of people that sit a little bit heavier and some people that sit a bit lighter that are both and they're both like equally functional. Right. So you don't need to get to a certain composition to be functional. And like we were just talking about this. I have a friend that he just always sits it at, at like 205. And I mean, he's very muscular, but he said he tried to get lighter and he actually felt like he lost function. Mm. You can go too far the other direction, too. Um and trying to understand your body's set point, it takes a lot of time and again, awareness, but you kind of figure it out over time where you sit and you, you're like a little bit
1: on the larger side.
0: Right. But like, you're just, you're, you're very built, but you know, how am I trying to say this?
1: That I can still move a little bit. Yes, exactly.
0: You should see him ball, yo. No, no, you're too kind. No, you should. But you're like a bigger dude, but you can move really well, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's the thing. And you're, Probably more comfortable sitting at what, like
1: 195, 200?
0: Yeah. 200. And you're not very tall. While you sit at a larger, like relative size, especially according to certain scales, you're still very functional. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's interesting because you'll see that also in athletics. And like, I mean, that athletics is like, like baseball. Some guys who are larger, I'll take Pablo Sandoval, for example. Uh-huh. He's like close, he runs close to like 260. At Dang. Like, Five eleven, yeah, a bit a larger guy, but yeah, he's able to go down into a split.
0: Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Things like that, or yeah. you
1: see break dancers who are a little larger, Still right. pop into a windmill. Yeah, and it's yeah. just your body's working at an optimal functionality for itself.
0: Right, exactly, because that's just the the size that it likes to sit at. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not
1: to say that you can't do good with lose, like going either which way, but.
0: Yeah, but like the other side of that is like I talked about with myself, like Mm -hmm. I tried to put on size and you got to 220 and I did not feel good there. Just didn't feel good. You looked yoked. Well, I don't know about that. Probably puffy, but like it just, I just felt like I couldn't move as well. Maybe not as agile Mm -hmm. or quick or whatever, but yeah, it just didn't feel good there, mm. you know, and so I feel much better sitting probably about 210, 205 maybe. So then additionally, in terms of how to get yourself started being more functional, if you have a lot of pain with a lot of movements, work on resolving that before you focus on much else. Going and back. again, that can be done in a number of ways, choosing different variations. When we're talking about the barbell deadlift, try lifting with a trap bar. Yeah, Like there's nothing wrong with that no one ever made a rule saying like a deadlift only counts if it's with a straight bar. Yeah. Right. It's, that's all just ego
1: dumbbells. You could use a pair of dumbbells. dumbbells.
0: You could do kettlebell. Like some of them might just feel better for you depending on a lot of different things.
1: Going back to the machine conversation. What about cables?
0: Yeah, you could try that. I mean, again, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you know, you're not lesser of a person if you're using cables to do like a hinge. Mm hmm. You know, so, um, but yeah, so think about trying to resolve some of that pain before you, you dive too much deeper. Cause again, if you're in pain or injured, not very functional. Yeah. So get basic flexibility, stabilize your core. Um, if you're lacking there, work on structure, work on patterning, work on moving, work on being a better mover. Um, uh,
1: re- you talked about it. We talked about a little bit, the nervous system. Yeah.
0: And I'm doing more like diving into that uh, myself. But like, you know, I do think that the nervous system is a constantly adapting entity and whatever inputs you provide it, it will adapt based on that. So if you give it inputs of you slouching at your desk, like that's what it's going to adapt to. Try to be able to like sit on your sits bones better um, if if you sit a lot rather than sitting in your low back. And then the, so those last two points to like the getting out of pain and like losing weight kind of fall into this one as well. Um, Just get better at moving more. And obviously if you have shed excess weight and are in less pain, then more than likely you're going to be able to move more. Right.
1: And what's more valuable than that?
0: Exactly. But like humans are, I mean, we are designed to be able to cover a lot of ground in a relatively short period of time, which is why we're at the top of the food chain, Yeah, right? We were able to just follow prey for forever, just like, fickle bitch, you know, we (laughs) just wouldn't stop. Um, And that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to be like an elite endurance athlete. Trek
1: across the great lands.
0: Trek across the Sahara. (laughs) But if you ask me right now, could we hike 10 miles real quick? Sure. Yeah. Be fine. And I'd do it and like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hurt from it. I wouldn't be that tired.
1: Sure, you may hear me complain a little bit a couple right. times. But, but,
0: you know, I'll drag them along. Yeah. That should be something that should be totally doable for almost any person. So just thinking about, like, those things as a starting point, And I would say you're on your way to being a functional, contributing human to society. And with that. Avoid the bullshit.
1: Avoid the bullshit. Nice. Thank you again for listening to the P13 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating.
0: This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms, and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production.
1: So absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project13Gyms. You can find myself at That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media?
0: You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.